Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. All right, so what is next when it comes to what's being called Megxit? Now, later in the show, we'll get to our grief with that word. But uh, the exit of Meghan and Harry from their senior royal duties, what's going to happen next? That's the question we're asking on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, we're going to attempt to answer that with our own opinions. Yeah, so we've been catching Colleen up. Um, you know, you've been following the story, of course, but it's nice to have us all back in the saddle so that we can deal with Megxit, as it's being called, with Harry and Meghan's decision to leave their roles as senior members of the royal family as a family like we're doing this as a family and i thought for this segment we could talk about like how this is gonna go what is gonna happen because after they made this announcement very quickly it became apparent that megan was gonna head back because a lot of people didn't realize this um archie was still in canada right with a nanny or somebody and, and probably her, and her the mother. Press, the press was like, she left her baby in Canada. We'll get to that later. Okay. But she goes back to Canada now. So she's in Canada. She left our country. You wonder why. Right. Um, anyway, so they go back to Canada. Um, but so that's kind of where we're at. Like allegedly everybody's meeting. And Prince Charles has has said through sources, that he has given the instructions to deal with this immediately. It should take days and not months uh, to figure, days, not weeks, to figure out what their new role is going to be. Yeah. Get everything done because this is absolutely the last thing they want to have is this like royal drama scene. You know, so, okay, first of all, I do want to say, because we heard this from Elizabeth in the uh, dirt alert, that the, that the working storyline is that this story was leaked by the sun, uh, and that's why they had to move so fast on it. Yeah, so the sun maybe, being S-U-N. Yes, thank you. Uh, so so maybe, maybe now if we take a step back and think about that as a possible scenario, you start to realize that perhaps it was not necessarily by choice that Harry and Meghan tossed this on their family's laps in such a quick manner. It really was an attempt to get ahead of the story and they really had to do it quickly. And so now they, they, even they, even though they had all their ducks in a row, there's clearly some effort to try to get all the ducks in the row on both sides. Yeah, absolutely. But what I would say is again, all we know, because again, you can put your judgment wherever you find and, And I'm saying you as in everyone, um, can place like, you know, blame or doubt or assumptions or stereotypes or whatever anywhere you want. But all I, but we still know that if that's true, they still don't have a relationship with their close family. That's true. Because again, this was, this was a surprise to everyone except for the two of them. Not a surprise overtly, right? Like by all accounts, they had talked about this new role. Right. But the, but there was a conversation clearly enough to say, we're doing this. We're writing all of this web yeah. copy. We're doing this website. And they had to keep that from people. 
right? Like, right. Presumably, Charles didn't know about the website that was going to pop up with all the answers to the questions people had. At Including least, him. That's, again, if you take sort of, you know, credible press accounts at their face value, mm-hmm. not tabloid accounts, but right. press accounts, different things. So at the end of the day, we're still left with this family that's not communicating, which is why when I said to you, um, we should think about where this is going, that I think is going to be the determining factor, meaning the relationship is going to determine what ultimately happens. I think it's going to be very difficult for, um, and I haven't thought a lot about this, that's why I'm glad we're talking about it, but yeah. I, I, my gut says this is not going to go the way they planned it to, and there is there are going to be several steps coming that may not go according to plan. We're all just like rooting for them in the sense of like, get out of the Church of Scientology, run! And that's the thing. Okay, so taking another step back, when I look at Harry and Meghan, I think specifically of Harry because he was raised in this climate, um, because she married into the royal family. So she's not a product of the protocol that he has lived under his entire life. So when I think about that in terms of Harry, this is an extremely, extremely brave step that he's taking because this is the biggest, most definite public step he has ever taken away from the royal family. Yeah. And everybody's eyes are on Megan. Around this, yeah, because it's her fault, quote unquote. And I want to like, I want to flush that that. down the the potty for a hot second, and just focus on how brave this is for Harry, who clearly, and this is not again. I said this earlier in the show. When you look hindsight being twenty twenty, and all the things leading up to this, it's so obvious that this. But the reason why we didn't think, oh, they're going to do this, is because it's unprecedented. This has not happened in this way. So when you take a look at Harry and the brave, this is an extremely brave thing he has done and is trying to orchestrate alongside his wife, Megan. But it's also because it's unprecedented, we don't have the blueprints for what happens next. Nor does even he. Well, He probably knows more than we do, but nobody really knows. But what I'm saying is, just because they said this is what we're doing doesn't mean that's what they're going to do. Right. And that's the, and I'm actually saying the same exact thing just because they have a fan, a fantasy idea of yeah. what this is going to look like because, but they don't have the practical application of what, how this is actually going to go, which is why I think it's fascinating. And, you know, people, people are so concerned with rightly so, because maybe people don't think about it as much as we do for the purposes of having conversations about it three hours a day on the, on the radio. And Mm -hmm. also we're just kind of nerds about it. Most people aren't thinking too heavily about it. And so they're just sort of reacting to the news versus thinking like, okay, well, how does this play out? Like if they were sort of, you know, push came to shove and they did this thing, well, you got to remember, and I know people think like, let them go, let them do their thing. Okay. But they can't just do their thing. Right. Because there are, it's an institution that is connected to the very government of the country that they are in. Yeah. Like, it's not just celebrity. We are used to talking about, like, the Kardashians, like, do whatever you want. Like, this is an actual institution, and there will be forces that are beyond their control at work in how they get to set up their life. You may think that's horrible. You may think that it's oppressive. You may think that it's terrible, but that's just the way it is. Right. That's what I'm interested in seeing. Like, how do those forces come to bear on this couple 
as they bravely, um, you know, go through it. Like, but yep. they're gonna go through it, right. whether Prince Charles wants them to or not. He's not. Prince Charles is, doesn't get to like wave a wand. The Queen, even if the Queen was like, because we don't know, and we apply all of these assumptions about these people. We don't know. We don't know. The Queen very much could be like, I want you guys to like go be, you know. Uh, just do whatever you want to do. She could wish them all the best, right. but she doesn't have a choice. Well, and you get that from the crown when you watch the crown, which I've completed the first season of. So I know everything I'm teasing, but the, the sense of duty she has to the role of queen and of the Royal family. And so to your point, Bradley, even though she may from an emotional standpoint be like, yes, of course she's bound by duty. Yeah, and law and, like, yes. the institution itself has, like, there are, you know, thousands of people who are employed to make this thing happen. I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying it's ideal. But it is what it is. But it just is what it is. It is and the so, reality. So in the coming days and weeks, I'm very curious to see where those pressure points pop up. Like, does the government have a say in the matter? You know, in the royal family, who is the one who's really pushing the strings? I will tell you this before we take a break. That I bet that they have gotten a very large fruit basket as a message of thanks from uh, Prince Andrew. Oh, for sure. I'm sure that he's like, thank you yes. for taking me Everybody out to the headlines. is talking about this and not that. And for that, I'm sure he is very grateful. But don't worry, Prince Andrew. We're we'll, still coming for we'll you. We'll get back to you. I'm just sticking a pin in it for a second. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, because it is Friday, because we are predictable, we will be having a cheat day experience. Uh, get your sodium warnings ready. We'll tell you what we're eating after this on My Talk 1071. Um, do we have one of those like first responders in the building available? Get one of those cardiac machines. Yeah, we got to get the paddles. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming the live. At mytalk1071.com, everything entertainment clear. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. <laughs> um, why are we talking about um, potential heart disease, Bradley Trainer? Because science. No, actually, because um, we like to eat food and it's Friday. It's Cheat Day Friday. Dirty, rotten cheetah. Cheat Day Taste Test. Stick this in your mouth. Okay, so. This is how, you know, peeling back the curtain, this is how the Colleen and Bradley show works. Uh, Usually, sometimes a few days ahead, but often in a rush at about 11 o'clock on Fridays, we go, what should we do for cheat day? Bradley said, how about those big old nachos from Taco Bell? Yeah, they have this like giant fat nacho pack, excuse me. (laughs) I was like, yeah, that sounds good. Let's try that. Then Holly said, yeah, it comes with a sodium warning. Yeah. Yeah, I, yes, yes, it comes with a sodium warning. Okay, let's talk about that after we eat so that we're not thinking about that while we're eating. Like, literally, there's a warning label on the Nachos Party Pack. It says, get your paddles ready. It does not say that. This thing. It's gigantic. Please talk about what it looks like, and I will tell you, it is 2,060 calories. Okay, for the whole thing or one serving? No, the whole thing. Uh, you never know. The whole thing. This, okay, it is the length of Bradley's arm. Uh, I mean, almost his, okay, his whole forearm. Yeah. 
and his hand. To my to the tips of my finger. Yep. And it has uh, a layer of chips. I will say I'm not satisfied with the way that they layered the nachos. I feel like they needed to put some more of the filling yeah, stuff on the in-betweens. Yeah, they did that thing because you know what I've said for years? Nachos are the worst appetizer. Yes. Because you pick all the stuff off the top and then you just have dry chips. Which is why I tell people that it is a lateral experience. It's not a top down. You really got to go in from the side. Which nobody does that. Well, whatever. If you want. Taco your, Bell didn't do it. That's true. So it has all the things you want. It has the chips on the bottom. It has spiced uh, beef. You could pick chicken or you, chicken. You could. We went beef because that's how we are. Um, there's some like salsa, some salsa. Uh, there's some guac and some cheese sauce product. Cheese yeah. product. Processed yeah. cheese product. There's sour cream. There's and, pico de gallo. And there's jalapenos. So we got this thing. It's been sitting here for a while. Right, it might be it tepid. Mouth. I'm going to eat some. Okay. Holly's already eating it. Mm. Now, I, I should tell you before I put it in my mouth that Nachos Belgrande, the traditional Nachos Belgrande, is a personal favorite of mine. If I ever go to Taco Bell, that's what I guess. Is the traditional Nachos Belgrande the same thing as what we're I experiencing now, I, except in smaller form? I will form? admit it's been a while since I've had it, but I'm assuming it's essentially the same thing. I think it might be the same thing. It's just I mean, bigger. I'll be honest. Like This is tepid. Why don't you eat it, Bradley, while I, while I tell people things? It's tepid, so it's a different experience, I think. Well, we got it delivered a long time ago. Really early, because sometimes things happen too late, and we want things on mm. time. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Bradley's excited. Mm-hmm. What is the sodium content of this experience, Trainer? I don't know, but it just says sodium warning. Because in one serving, there's how many how, how many grams? Over 3,000 Grams. You can taste the sodium. Well, one serving, by the way, is the whole thing. Oh, really? It doesn't have three thousand grams of sodium in one. Like, it's literally the party pack, one serving, the entire thing. It's also two hundred and eighteen grams of carbohydrates, a hundred and eleven grams of fat, twenty-two of which are saturated. Ninety grams of cholesterol, only thirteen grams of sugars. Mm, so if you're nice. doing the keto, this is totally healthy, guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm on the keto. I'll eat the nacho party pack. <laughs> okay. Also, it actually has less sugar in this entire box than a can of Coke. This Get is out. health food. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Oh my gosh, Jillian so Michaels exciting. would approve. Oh. We should share that with some people, you know? You guys, it's like a salad. Um, okay, let's rate it and then I want to say a few more things about it. Okay. How many Cobras are you going to give this? Um, I'm going to give it a solid three and a half because I know at its best, it's I'm all about it. Okay, Holly? Give it a nice three out of five. I'm going to give it a two and a half. I don't, frankly, like if I'm at Taco Bell, I'm getting other things. However, and this is what I wanted to say. Like if you are having people over to watch, you know, the football game, then you order this. Oh, now you get a couple of these and then you don't have to do it yourself. It's already made for you. Put it out on the table and then get get a taco pack and this from Taco Bell. Yeah, this to me would be about two people. That's all but, you got to do. Yeah. Bradley did say when he opened it, he goes, oh, I thought maybe like this would be the kind of thing where, you know, it says it's for a party, but I could just eat the whole thing. Yeah. I would say two people. Jamie and I would kill this. Oh, wow. I don't know. That might, that could feed an entire family. Of dainty eaters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so again, that's the... I love cheese sauce. What is the official name of that again? Just the Nacho Party Pack. Okay, the Taco Bell Nacho Party Pack. Uh, and if you want to get a real good look at it, you can go to uh, the My Talk 1071 Facebook page. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we've done our work on it. Good job, guys. Yummy. Good job. Uh, okay, so here's the good news. There will be more talk about Meghan and Harry leaving the uh, senior royal duties uh, a little bit later in the show. But because we are the Colleen and Bradley show and you've come to expect such things from us, we do have some D-bags to highlight. And if you are asking yourself, will anybody be talking about Gwyneth Paltrow's new candles? Oh, yeah. We're talking about it. The answer is yes to that. So stay tuned to hear more about why Gwyneth Paltrow is a D-bag. Or her new candle scent is a D-bag. And who else is a D-bag today on the Colleen and Bradley Show? And then we'll get back to talking about Megan and Harry. But D-bags up after this on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey! And uh, we have a name for those celebrities hey behaving badly. That name is? Your mom. Oh, shoot. I hate when I do this. No, it's not. It's D Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. D-Bird? Who's your D-Bag, Colleen? I can't believe I'm saying this. Mm-hmm. Disney, because Disney, what? we do not oh, want... You just went to Disney. I love Disney. I love yeah, Disney. She does a whole podcast about I it. I know. I love Disney. This is one small reason. Okay. Disney, we do not want Disney uh, Baby Yoda makeup. What is a Baby Yoda makeup? Well, here's the green thing. And this, green? We don't know. Because this is all due to the fact that Disney filed their trademarks for all different types of products, oh. right? For their baby Yoda. And one of the things was, among other things, cosmetics. Uh, there is, by the way, already Star Wars makeup in existence. There's a whole 
Star Wars makeup line. But uh, this is specific to Baby Yoda. Uh, They filed a trademark application for uh, all the Baby Yoda merch, including but not limited to kitchenware, uh, hoodies, and textiles. Have they been talking to uh, Prince Harry and Meghan? Right, exactly. But uh, no, they are seeking allegedly to use Baby Yoda for, quote, non-medicated cosmetics, non-medicated dentifrices. So that's that'd be toothpaste. Like brushes and toothpaste. Non-medicated toiletry preparations, fragrances and perfumes. Is that like hemorrhoid cream? What is it? I think that? like a, a, maybe a toilet paper with Baby Yoda on it? Sure. Why Do you really want that on your honey? I mean, not? I'm not sure. I just think, yeah. Okay, well, good for yeah, Disney. So I just, um, go, yeah, okay. All I want to say is, like, I like Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda is cute. I don't need Baby Yoda makeup. That yeah, said, that's let your imagination be your guide, Disney, and show me what you got. Do you? Do they ever have branded tampons? Sa- yeah. Okay. I just want the world to know that Bradley made a gesture at me and I was able to you discern figured, you knew what I was saying. that he was saying tampons, <laughs> sanitary I napkins. Wanna, I didn't know if we should, you know. I don't know, but I've often thought that like they should be like fortune cookies, right? That you should get some sort of message. Don't when you, you open OB, that up? Like on the OB oh, ones, yeah, there's something on the cardboard or something. Why do you know that? OB is non-cardboard applicators though. No, it, but it comes out of a non like, there's not an applicator, right? But right. I don't know. I feel like there's something where there's a message of, of positivity somewhere. Because, you know, like, there should the thing be. about, like, ma- the gender. What? Say it. Stay, keep listening. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> the next story is tied to just that area of your body. Oh, look at and that. Look at you the created entire a segue. next segment is as well. Uh huh. Well, I'm done. So thank you, <laughs> Disney. Go on. Bye. Um, <laughs> Another Disney of sorts is Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop, right? Like they're uh-huh. taking over the health conscious world one cockamamie product at a time. One yoni egg at a time. Exactly. Uh, well, she hatched a new egg out of her yoni. And this one literally, quite literally, came from her yoni. Quote, oh. Goop has a candle called, the, and I apologize. Let's use a different word for the word. This smells like my wahina. Wahine. I just mean, why don't we just say it? It's technical. It's a part of the body. It smells like my lady flower. Yeah. It smells like my vagina. Okay. Now, you may I'd ask like to yourself. isolate that and I will play it regularly. And it, it says, um, this smells like my vagina. Bougie far- parfumé. <laughs> you were about to say <laughs> Bougie <something>. fart. <laughs> no, bougie parfumé. Okay. So Goop literally has a candle. That smells like your. How much am I gonna? How much? And it's okay. gonna cost you okay, well, no. seventy five dollars to light a match and take a whiff. Okay, quick question because this is what I'm curious about. <laughs> I've got all sorts of answers. Do all of the candles uh, that are being sold under this <laughs> moniker smell the same, or is there some well, sort of thing you can do to get it to smell okay. like? Yours. Ooh, See, now you're yeah. thinking in the product development uh, area. Here's what really had happened. Actually, I was still thinking about the other area, but... <laughs> product development area as well. Exactly. Of its True. Own, right? True. I've developed some products there. Hi, can I come out now? <laughs> so, let me take you to the actual story. It turns out, according to Goop Lore, 
that's a thing, goop lore, and there'll probably be a book about it soon. This idea for a smelling candle came from Gwyneth Paltrow herself. They call her GP, by the way, in the biz. (sighs) It all started as a, quote, joke between Gwyneth and heretic perfumer, that's a brand, Douglas Little. So her and this guy, Doug, were like, wouldn't it be funny? Because they were smelling candles one day, and she blurted out, ah, this smells like vagina. So, because she said that, they decided to work on a candle called, This Smells Like a Vagina. And so they did, and they perfected it over time. It, quote, evolved into a funny, gorgeous, sexy, and beautifully unexpected scent. Okay, I feel like they're retrofitting all of those adjectives to describe the scent also i've found that the marketing works on me because, because you want to smell for it. just one moment i was like y- you guys should we pool our money so that we can buy this dumb candle and see if it indeed does smell like a wahina How? i would like to take at least a singular huff me too okay i'm gonna let you guys take the huff but i don't even think we need to here's what we can do take other people who've reviewed this candle oh perfect okay allison p davis <laughs> Oh, geez. Who's a features writer said, this smells like a vagina that's been do Well, <clears throat> well we are in the douchebag douche segment, segment, so, so I you should, should be able, able to say, say this. <laughs> this smells like a vagina that is douching Summer's Eve too frequently and will probably end up with a yeast infection. And it needs some muskier bass notes, to be honest. Bridget Reed said, this smells like no vagina on God's green earth. Okay. And Kathleen Who said, maybe if you asked a bunch of teen boys who'd never actually been near a vagina, they'd say, yeah. Eric Sm- Erica Smith said, I don't think so. It's definitely not an aspirational vagina smell. Mm. Sarah- okay, so good. This yeah. sounds like uh, I don't need to smell it. Yeah. I'll just take you know their words is? for it. Do you know it. what this is? Dumb? Th- yes. But frankly, this is us. This is us boobs sitting around in a room going, we should have a candle that smells, and we say it smells like that, but it doesn't, but then you'll say the thing, and everybody's like, doesn't smell like it, and then they're going to want to buy it, but it doesn't smell like it. Like, I'm going to need you to bring that energy to all of our meetings. $75 (laughs) for the privilege of nothing. Right. It's a candle. Right. It, you know it's what? It's wax with some perfume. This is like if you, yes, you sell little vials of air that are, that you're told contain, I don't know, the essence of Gwyneth Paltrow's armpit, and people will drop money for yeah, it. It's just, dumb and it's nothing. Exactly. I'm mad. But people are buying this crap. Well, it almost worked on me. Thank you for talking me out of it. But think about it, because you know all of these young uh, women, mostly, or actually, it's probably, I don't know what a prime demographic is. I would assume there's both a a young demographic, uh, mostly female, and then uh, maybe an older demographic. And you know that this candle is ripe, no pun intended, for, you know, a person to buy and then put on their, like... That walk-in entry level yeah, shelf. Foyer. Yes, and then you see it says this candle smells like a vampire. Yeah, and they're like, oh my god, this candle smells like a vampire. And you're like, smell it, kind of does. No, it doesn't. But it kind of. Oh my god, how much did you? Oh my god, I met that little boutique down the street. Bootsy, where did you get this? This is hilarious. <laughs> Bootsy and Muffy. Um. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
That's nasty. I just, this is nonsense, but good on her. It's currently sold out, by the way. See, it works. Yeah, yeah that's it what totally I'm saying. works. I am curious. I a candle it says. What? I can't say it on the air. Okay. It, how about my doorbell? Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds like my doorbell. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show. We're going to pull it back together. We really are because we got serious things to talk about. We want to talk about our thoughts on uh, the word Megxit. That is the trending hashtag being used to describe what is happening with Meghan Markle and uh, Prince Harry. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even know what to call them anymore. Because we were, I tried to call them Hagen at one point because yeah, it's hard fly. to put their names together. Hagen. You know what I mean? And like, they don't have last names. Well, she, she does, but he doesn't really. I mean, Windsor, you could, Minzer. Mountbatten Windsor? Mm. I mean. But I say hard. like Shamila. Yes. We don't got a yeah. Shamila equivalent. No, for these we don't. Two. We don't. But Meghan and Harry, the Sussex Royals, that that's even a mouthful. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit about why we're using that hashtag Megxit and kind of how we really feel about it after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Hashtag Megxit. That's what everybody's calling it. Not just on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Uh, and uh, yeah, while everybody's been calling it Megxit, I was curious about that because I don't feel like this is Megan's fault. Well, you're not alone. And I, also, fault is a terrible word. Yeah, I don't even there. know that many people would use the word fault, but there does seem to be a focus on Megan with this story. And, of course, she's part of the story, right? right? Harry and Megan. But um, insofar as this hashtag is concerned, I know as it's waffled around in my brain, I thought to myself, self, I mean, this kind of does sort of make the argument of a lot of people that they've pointed out. Again, the story is like complicated. There are layers everywhere, but for at least this one part of the story, it sort of kind of proves true. Um, people who've said that Megan has been unfairly targeted, whether because of her race or because of her gender, um, in her connection to the story. Like she has been given an outsized role. Absolutely. In this cycle of news. Because what when you call it Megxit, there's this. It puts into play this idea that, you know, everything was all fine and good in the royal family. And Harry was just roiling away at his royal duties. And then until she showed up and then this woman got her hooks into Harry. I mean, I'm I'm saying that this is the narrative that that breeds, right? That then it was Megan who had this diabolical plan all along to tear him away from the yeah. royal family. I don't think that's how this happened at all. And I think to oversimplify it is to not tend to the nuance of all the differences. You said all the different layers, Bradley, of the story, because there are so many and there are so many ways that people come at it. And I would just like to also offer that we don't have to only come from it in one way. We can have multiple feelings, thoughts, and opinions all at the same time. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because this is something we've been struggling with on and off the air. And people will come into the conversation at a certain point, hear us say something, and then make assumptions or judgments about that. And you're, I mean, that's what people that's do. That's what we do. I'm, that's what we do, and that's yeah. what we get paid to do. And I'm fine with that. But... But the minute they react, it's sort of reacting to a moment in time, and it's not the full picture or the full part of the story. 
to the point that was made earlier, this story has many, many layers and several competing things are true at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't make it right or wrong. People, what I have found with this story is that people are really, and I'm, I mean, we all have found this, right? Uh, as we've been talking about this, that everybody sort of brings their own stuff to this story. Mm. They intersect with this story. And this is why I think, you know, it's become so, uh, like this story has it's become so the zeitgeist. loud. Yeah. Yeah. It's transcended from just pop culture, the world we live in 24 mm-hmm. seven. Uh, or at least noon to three, Monday through Friday, right here on my talk one oh seven one and also the rest of our shows. Um, it's it's sort of broken through and you've got people, you know, people in the world of politics, people in the world of academia, people in the world of um, social media commentary, people on the radio like we all are bringing our own stuff. And like is so true in the times that we live in right now, nobody is listening to anybody Mm-mm. and everybody's yelling at, a, at everyone else. Mm-hmm. And so that has been the thing that that fr- stresses me out and frustrates me about this moment we're having mm-hmm. is everybody wants to get their point across. Nobody wants to hear or listen. And if I were just going to be a little mamby pamby or a little, you know, ooey wooey, I mean, at the end of the day, this isn't our story. Right. We have nothing to do with this. This but this is real people who have real family dynamics going on that we are not privy to as much as we think we know what's really going on. Well, and I think that's actually the most important point of all of this is even with what we know, we know a tiny sliver of the actual truth of what is going on because we are not at the family table during the Royal dinner to know, you know, what kind of the, we know some of the complicated family structure just because of history, because of stories that we've seen floated about kind of trying to put all of that together. But just as any family exists, there are nuances to different relationships that we are not privy to. And so, but we all do have our own families. And so if you want to come at it through your family lens, have at it. But re- but recognizing, of course, that everybody is coming at it at, with their family lens looking a little different. If you want to come at it from, you know, a pop culture standpoint, we can do that too. But that doesn't make the family side of it less relevant. Absolutely. Right. So anytime that's kind of my biggest, and that's why I'm sort of, I understand we are a hashtag world. We will go straight to what is the easiest, kickiest, um, cleverest way of, and to be fair, it's pretty clever. It is clever. It's super Especially on clever. the heels of, you know, Brexit. Right. But it does in its cleverness and its kickiness and its cuteness. It does seem to place all the onus on Megan in a really unfair way. Yeah. And we know that up to this point, she has been treated unfairly. And we um, again, we don't have to say that at every point in this conversation because this conversation goes well beyond Megan. The things and really Megan is actually a very small part of this when you start to break it down, meaning to your earlier point, she had very little to do with this. I'm sure this is my own, uh, uh, my own thoughts at this point, because he has grown up in this family. Yeah. He knows what he wants and doesn't want. Right. And he knew what path he wanted to be on before he met her. It may be that she was the person that when he met her, he knew now is the time for me to. It was not lost on us when our listener Katie called us and said, 
I think this is, it was Katie, and Holly, remind me if I'm incorrect, but I think it was Katie, the listener from Great Britain, who reminded us that this is the very same year that Diana, or he is now the age that Diana was when uh, she passed away. Wow. Yes, like within a year or so, but he is in his late oh, 30s. that's wild. Like Princess Diana was when she died. Mm. So he has very, if you want to get personal and pretend you're playing in the mind of this person, it seem, it stands to reason that now would be a perfect, this, you can just see him waking up yes. to this reality and deciding to do this. Is that the way it really happened? I don't know. Is this really just all about money? I've got thoughts about that in terms of the way they went about it. But at least from that human perspective, I think this has very little to do with Meghan Markle sort of standing over him like Lady Macbeth, like you're going to do this. and You know, because here's the other thing. I, this I've been playing around with this. I know a lot about their relationship because I watched a Lifetime movie it's about it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. True. But, but I do think, you know, in Harry's former relationships, anytime he was anywhere near close enough to have a serious relationship with somebody. It might have been somebody who understood what the... Not that I'm saying that Megan didn't understand. Please hear that that is not what I'm saying. But he has dated women who were very close to the royal structure who maybe wanted to break into the royal family. To become a royal was a commodity or something that they were seeking. I don't think that Megan had her hooks into that at all. I think that they really did meet and fall in love. And whether you can speculate that she had ulterior motives, the whole, and I'm sure we have at some other point done so. I mean, you know, the whole blind item situation about, you know, her being a yacht girl. Yeah. Megan was on her own path when she met him. Right. And so I don't think that, and certainly becoming a royal would have never been like a childhood dream of hers, right? I don't even know that she would have, I don't know. All I'm trying to say, I guess, is that it maybe it's not, maybe we are very prone to think just based on our own personal narratives that she came in and pulled him out of the royal family. But what if she was the person on the outside that made him see that the outside was where he wanted to be and presumably they are not even fully aware there no. because at the end of the day we we don't it's probably a lot of a column a column b column c through z yes i mean there are a lot of different factors just like in your life and in your relationships nothing is just like i want to do this and mm-hmm. i will you know make it's, it happen it's sort of like my biggest irritation is when a couple gets divorced and people say well why did they get divorced expecting a single pat answer bob right. cheated on mary right the well, truth is there's a hundred six months before bob cheated on mary yeah. mary had a gambling problem right i and mean bob couldn't deal with the stress that the gambling problem brought on yeah and they haven't communicated for the last two and a half years like it's complicated how much time do you have and so for us to say this is all because of this one thing it's there's no such thing is this one thing and it's probably multi-layered and complicated in ways that maybe they're not even entirely aware of when we come back on the colleen and bradley show it might not have been uh all their idea but i think we know that oprah had something to do oh, with oprah it. is this there is some oprah in mm-hmm. here oprah's all over this and we'll tell you how why and how we know after this on my talk one seven one. have you been waiting for just the right job then welcome to the end of your search Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. 
Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.